All right, so Luke chapter 4, verse 42 to 44, we've been talking about setting your priorities right, isn't it? Luke chapter 4, verse 42 to 44. Amen. Amen. Now, when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogue, synagogues of Galilee. Hallelujah. Amen. We were talking about setting your priorities right for this year. Hallelujah. How many are really bent on seeing a successful year this year? You want to see a successful year. How many know that success is not accidental? Success is planned. Success is not incidental. You don't stumble upon success. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? You, for you to be successful, you must plan to be successful. A lot of us don't become successful because we don't plan. And you see, when you, don't, when you are not conscious of planning, you are planning to fail. Are you with me? Whether you plan or not, it's a plan. I, I'm, I'm not making sense. You know, sometimes... The, the Bible says in uh, uh, the Bible says in uh, is it uh, Hosea four six my people perish for lack of knowledge. You know sometimes we as Christians we believe God, we believe the Bible, we show a lot of belief. We are in church and everything, and yet our lives don't amount to much, and yet we end up failing. And sometimes when we fail, we blame God. Or most of us are not that bold to blame God. So we blame the witches. <laughs> the witches in our mother's house or our father's house. You know, and, and, and there are some, some churches and some pastors who have made a career out of binding and breaking the witches in your mother's house and father's house. But you see, sometimes it is not the witches from your mother's house. I'm not saying the witches from your mother's house and father's house don't exist. But after you've broken and broken and broken, it gets to a point, they are already broken. So now you know that it is not them, it is you. Yeah, the are, are, are you with me? So we, we've got to learn how to take responsibility. Amen. We've got to learn how to, you know, I, I, I'm not the type of pastor who would preach fairy tales to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like I said on Sunday, God expects us. You see, God has given us a will. And God has given us brains. Are you with me? And he expects us to use them. Are, are you with me? In, in, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, that, and he breathed unto them and said that, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth. Why would somebody, why would God say to man, have dominion, if God hasn't given man the, the, the abilities and the capabilities of, of, of having dominion? It won't make sense. Am I making sense? It won't make sense for God to say, have dominion over your wealth when he hasn't given you the things that it takes to have dominion. So if he said, have dominion, it means that he has given us what it takes. 
Look at, look at um, Genesis 1.28 with me. <clears throat> it means he has given us what it takes. Then he blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply. I cannot say to this, this pillar, be fruitful and multiply. It will not make sense. Why is that? It doesn't have the capacity to be fruitful and multiply. I cannot say to this pulpit, be fruitful and multiply. It hasn't got the capacity to be, to be fruitful and multiply. So if God is saying to the man or is saying to them, be fruitful and multiply, it's because he has, they have the capability. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. And they are able to fill the earth. Fill the earth with what? You are able to fill your earth with whatever you want to fill it. Riches, wealth, and honor. He has given you the capability to fill it. Fill your world with it. Amen. And how many know that if we fail to fill it, it is not God's fault? Hello? Because he has given it to us. And he has given us our will. So even though he's instructed us to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion, if we choose not to be fruitful, he cannot do anything about it. If we choose not to multiply, he cannot do anything about it. If we choose not to have dominion, he cannot do anything about it. If he has given you what it takes to do it, and you decide not to do it, but rather come and pray to him to help you do it. As you are praying, you're also praying that when will you get wisdom? At some point, get up. Are you with me? As you are praying, God is also praying that at some time, at the point, you've got to use this. Because I've given it to you. That is how come in the third world, they pray more than the first world. And yet, the first world who don't believe in God are more prosperous. Because they choose to use the things that makes them fruitful and multiply. And we choose not to use it. Rather to pray from morning to night. These days there's a phenomenon that has come into most African churches. And that phenomenon is to have service in the Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. And I get so wound up when I see it. Because it's like the most fruitful part of the day you are spending praying to God to help you be fruitful. Are you with me? When you are supposed to use that time to be fruitful and dominate your world. How many understand that if we have dominion over the birds of the earth, over the uh, uh, birds of the earth, the fish, the sea, and the things that move, it gives God glory. If the children of this world will become wise, if the children of God in this world become wise and prosperous, God will be the one who will be blessed. How many are glad when your child achieves something? So God will be very, very glad when you achieve. Amen. But the problem we have is that we are waiting on the Santa Claus instead of God. We are waiting for blessing for nothing. You'll be sitting at home 
and then somebody comes and knocks on your door and gives you everything you have prayed for. But that is not in the Bible. The Bible says that as you work, I'll prosper the work of your hands. But if you are not working, he can't prosper. Because anything times zero is what? So if God is multiplying, and you're multiplying times nothing, you get what? Nothing. Zero times two million. Are you with me? So it's not because he's not giving us the blessings to multiply. He has. The problem with us is that we have decided not to use it. Amen. Pastor Clark is just giving an example of the woman, Elisha told the woman, pour oil into vessels. Go and borrow vessels. Do you know what it means to borrow? What it means to borrow is to take something that doesn't belong to you and use for a certain amount of time. Are you with me? He says that go and borrow the wisdom from the world. Go and borrow the knowledge of science. Go and borrow the knowledge of uh, commerce. Go and borrow the knowledge of entrepreneurship. Go and borrow. And the Bible says the more you borrow, the more you use, the more the oil was poured. And the oil ceased not until the vessels were finished. When the vessel finished, so it, it really, what we are trying to, what, what the Bible is saying is that it was the woman who dictated when the vessel, the oil was to stop. It wasn't the prophet. It wasn't God. So long as if the woman up to today was borrowing vessels, the oil would never have ceased. Hallelujah. And it's, it's, for, it's to tell us that we have the capability to become anything and everything that we have to become. And God has given us the, 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 the mind. The only thing is that we have allowed things, people, our culture, our own issues to make us inactive. Are you with me? Our culture is such that we are looking for handouts. That's the culture, the African culture. The, uh, we, so we are born with that mentality that unless somebody comes to help me, I can't do it. Are you with me? The, 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 the white man doesn't have that culture. They don't depend on anybody. He said, as soon as you are 16, they push you out. So they have a culture that these hands must work to produce. Are, are you with me? But we don't have that culture. You can be 45 and still be at home. Uh, I have siblings who are pushing on 60 and they are still living at home. Yeah. Comfortably. And they are having babies in the home that they, grew, they were babies in. And their babies will soon have babies in the same house. You see about five of them in the same room. Preach, pastor. How many have family like that? I'm talking about my own, my own family. My own family. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for my brother and sister in, uh, in as if when you are in England and America, the money grows on the on the tree. You just grab some and send it. You see, but before you laugh at people, before you laugh at people, I want you to understand that you still have that thing in you. Are you with me? We all have that thing in us. We are all waiting for somebody, for something to, 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 to bless us. That is why Tuesday morning, people are in church praying, Katanababa, 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 breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Go and wake. You see, my mind doesn't work well. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this year, you see, I, I, I always say that by the grace of God, if you stay in my, under my tutelage, there's no way you can become poor. Because I won't allow you. Are you with me? Because this type of message is not for lazy people. Hallelujah. Stop blaming your father's house demons. The demons have enough to do. <laughs> are, are you with me? Have you not realized that some of the members of your family are breaking through? Even though they don't believe in what you believe, they are breaking through. Whilst you are praying and praying and praying and praying and saying they are, they are not allowing you to prosper, they are breaking through. Hallelujah. We, we, we tend to invent demons and give them more power than they have. Because of laziness. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Listen, you have the capability to become everything and anything you want to become. It starts with you. Yeah, it starts with you. And you must have a mind of multiplication, a mind of having dominion, a mind that if I put my hands to work, God will prosper the work of my hands. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So last week we started talking about what you need to do. Remember? And we said the first thing was what? Choose your source of essence and value. The place where you get value. For us, our source of value is the word of God. Are you with me? Our source of value is the word of God and prayer. We must choose to stay in that place. Especially when you find a good place like here, where you'll be pushed to do something. Let it be your source. Let the word, you see, you can be here for 10 years and not allow the word to enter you. Am I, am I talking to somebody? You can be here for just 10 months and to change the whole, your whole life, depending on you. I told you about that, that boy who was in my church. He was an illegal immigrant. In a church, I remember on a Wednesday like this, I was preaching and I said something. There is nothing that stops you 
from owning houses and businesses, whether you are illegal or not. That was a statement I made. And I used uh, Joshua chapter 1. Anywhere the sole of your foot shall tread. God has given you that land. You see, borders, immigration is an artificial imposition. Uh, can, I, can I talk? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. It is somebody who has come and demarcated and said that here is England. Here is uh, Spain. Here is, but it's the earth. The earth is the Lord. So everywhere that your foot treads, according to scripture, he's given it to you. So you can decide whether you take it or not. You see, if I give you something, say for instance, I'm giving you this. I've given it to you. If you decide not to take it, you won't get it. But if you take it, it's yours. If you take it and hold it and then imagine that I have loaned it to you, which means that I, at any moment I will come and take it from you. You may never enjoy that thing because for you it is not yours. Are you with me? But if as soon as you put in your mind that I have given it to you means that I have given it to you, it's yours. Now you will enjoy it better. Stop making apologies for being in this country. Hello? You see, stop living like you will be going very soon. Yeah. I have a sister who used to do that. By the grace of God, she has been delivered. But she'll go into town. Then she'll buy a fridge, come and put it in the room. Then they are doing sales. You go and buy oven, put in the room. They are doing sales. You go and buy massage chair, put it there. They are doing uh, some things. Right? And all the usual statement, when I'm going, I'll take it. And this was 1987. 1995, the, 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 the room was full. The, the, the house was full. The corridors were full. If you enter a room, it's only the bed. There's no space. It is all full of things that are waiting to go. And the problem is that some of the things had become obsolete. <laughs> are you with me? Still, as we speak, she's still here. Are you with me? And she was living in a small two-bed flat with five children. And then I've been talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Anytime I'm talking, like you, you, you don't know anything. You, you. One day, she saw the light, and she called me. Say, ah, so how come you were looking at me buying? You know what happened. Should I tell you what happened? <laughs> so I didn't know how to present it. So I to- spoke to my other sisters that this is what I've seen. I brought the pictures. Then we, are, we now have to find ways <laughs> to gently break it into for her. 
end when we finally got the message through to her. She decided, I think within a week or month or something, she went and bought a four-bedroom house. Yeah, away. And when you go to the house now, I mean, when you go to the house, you won't think that it's like the same person was living in a two-bed flat. I mean, a proper, proper mansion. The things are not falling on you. I mean, that place, you, 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 sometimes when, when I go there, I was like, how can any human being sleep on? Because <laughs> if anything happens, the things that will fall on you. You know this type of uh, English houses that the walls are all paper. If one of the children just hits as they are playing, and you are you are dead, because uh, microwave is falling on you, uh, mixer is falling on you. This is what you'll be surprised what will kill you. Hallelujah! She moved everything. She's still here. I see. God told the Israelites. Take children, take wives for your sons, and give your sons, your daughters into, into marriage because you are going to be here for a long time. So enjoy the place that you are in. Never ever live on transit anywhere in the world. Never live on transit. You know what it means to live on transit? You are living from Putumanto, you are living from suitcase. No, live properly. Who, who has promised you tomorrow? As you are waiting to go, you may never go. <laughs> okay. Some people are preaching my message for me. <laughs> okay. Amen. So, can I move on today? <clears throat> So I said number one was what? Choose your, choose your source, your source of essence. Number two, work. Have a plan. Have a goal. Set goals. By this time, I should achieve this. By this time, I should have have a schedule. Don't be obey the wind. You know there are some people they don't have any plan. So anybody can come and impose their plan on them. Are you with me? As you are walking, your friend comes, oh, 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 I have to go to uh, New York. Can, can you come with me? Then you are going to New York. You haven't planned to go to New York, but somebody has come, you are going. Then somebody comes, eh, eh, there's an emergency in, in Zimbabwe. Let's go. Then Let's go. You don't have any plan. Some of us, our money doesn't have any plan. So anything you see, when you see it, immediately your money, your, your money becomes shadow for it. When you see, especially ladies, you have that, that disease, isn't it? When you are walking in the shop, oh, I'm going window shopping. By the time you finish the window shopping and come home, your money, the window has detected to you what you should buy. No. Be more sophisticated than that. Are you with me? Never use food or money to, to uh, dis- distress or answer emotional things. 
How many know that emotional things is only temporary? I feel. I don't feel. I'm happy. I'm sad. The same person who made you sad is the same person tomorrow will make you happy. Are you with me? So never ever take decisions on emotions. Emotion is the worst thing to use to decide. He makes me happy, so I love him. Foolish. The day he makes you sad, what would you do? Listen, love is not a feeling. Love is a conscious decision. I decide, this person is going where I want to go. This person, if I marry this person, this person will take me far. If I marry this one, it won't go far. So even though you feel like this, no, this one is the one I want. Because this one will take me far. Uh, Feeling, feeling, feeling. Today you feel, the next day you wake up and say, what is this that I've gone to bring? Your name again. Hallelujah. Number, number, what number are we on? Number three, have a budget. Live on a budget. Work with a budget. You know, I I have a sister who earns a lot of money. Earns a lot of money. Huh? (laughs) You can, you can. You can resume. I have a sister who has, who earns a lot of money, but her middle names I don't have. <laughs> Amongst us, the siblings, we call her I don't have. Because truly she hasn't. Because the, the reason is that her money is all committed. As soon as her income comes in, She's committed here, committed there. She's doing this, she's doing that. So it's like the money falls in, then it's swallowed. The money falls in, what is left is for food. So we call her, I don't have. Hallelujah. Have a budget. Live on a budget. And learn to discipline yourself to live within the budget you have. Amen. Because it doesn't matter what work you do. Somebody has more responsibility and earns half as much as you earn. And they are comfortable. Can I say that again? Somebody earns half what you earn. They have five children. You don't have any. And all the five children live on that income. And they are happy. You see the children, they all dress nicely. So it's not how much money you have. It's what you do with what you have. So learn to budget and budget sensibly. Forget about designer names, clothes. I don't know when I'm talking to somebody. Forget about designer. Listen, I name the clothes I'm wearing. The clothes I'm wearing don't name me. I don't know whether he's like, oh, oh I've seen a, 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 a North Face jacket. This is the latest. It's, it's 600 pounds. I've seen a, a, a Nike something. No. Go and get something and put your name on it and wear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told somebody to do that. That get me a, a label. I'll put on air all my clothes. I'll make my clothes and put the label there. 
It's me. It's me. I give, I give value to the clothes I'm wearing. You see, if you know, if you know your value, then your value is not dictated by the car you drive. The value is not dictated by where you live. Your value is not dictated by the clothes you wear, the shoes you wear. No, it's determined by you. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? There are some people when they wear something cheap, you think it's expensive. Because of who they are. I, I, I told you the, 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 three, the three billionaires. Do you remember them? Yeah. The three billionaires. Uh, the guy from China, Alibaba, and then uh, Sokabed, and then the other one, uh, Bill Gates. They, were, they took a picture wearing white t shirt. The, the other one was wearing black t-shirt, but the two were wearing white t-shirt and the jeans. White t-shirt and jeans. So, no, no, the jeans didn't have any name. <laughs> Are you getting it? And then they took a picture of three black men that nobody knows. <laughs> Fully dressed. From head to toe. 5,000 pounds of this, 5,000 pounds of that, 5,000 pounds. And then, you put, and then somebody just, they put the, the picture side and side. You see, that is why they make some expensive clothing lines and they put it in the, in the project in the, in the poor places. Because poor people find their wealth, their wealth in the clothes they wear. Uh, are, you, are you with me? Uh, uh, there are a lot of very poor people who you see them, young, especially young people. See the, the shoe they are wearing, they are, their clothes very expensive. Meanwhile, they don't, have, they don't have any degree. They don't have one pound in their bank account. But every, all, their, all their wealth is on their, on their body. Hello? Hello? Am I talking to somebody? Listen, dream a little bigger than clothes. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. The Bible says that um, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Determine that by the time you are checking out of this world, you have wealth for your children's children. That was what was going to make you a, a, a good man. I, I, am I talking to somebody? It's not about you. It's about your legacy that you are living. I had a statement. Uh, I don't know, was it yesterday or the day before? And that statement just blew my mind. The statement said that the American, the American fathers they had a certain mantra and their mantra was that the land that has been given to them was a land that was loaned by their children yet unborn to them, to keep for them. I don't know whether you understand the English. Their future generation owned the land but they gave it to them. They loaned it to them to look after for them. But <laughs> for some of us, 
It's like, it's all about us and what we will get for our stomach today. That's why we contaminated our waters with uh, mercury and things. Because of some small 200 pounds you will get. Killing the children yet unborn. For, two, for, for filling your stomach for today. That is why Africa is the way it is. Our mindset is all. And before you criticize them, you have the same mindset. It's all about me. It's all about my happiness. It's all about my shoe for today. Listen, the energy you have will not always be there. So you must have something. The day your energy is not there, that thing will give you what you need. Hallelujah. I told you when I started that this is not preaching. I'm not teaching. I'm just talking. Hallelujah. How many remember I told you that? That's why I didn't have a title, a sermon title. It's my advice to you for this year. By the time the year is ending, point at a legacy. This is going to last past my, my lifetime that I'm going to live, live on earth. How many have worked continuously for the last 10 years? Give me a wave. The third year, seven years ago was when? Seven years ago. 2012. Can you tell me that what you did with the money you earned for 2012? It is a question. It's a sausage. You must eat it. I said, can you tell me what you did with the income you, the total income you got 2012? You can't tell me. Which means that the whole of 2012 passed. 2012 was a, a, a buy. It didn't happen. In the same way, 2019 will come and pass and you'll be able to account for anything. By the end of the, when somebody asks you, what did you do with the income, total income of 2019? He said, I, I bought that house. It's there. Or this 2019 Saturday's house. Touch your neighbor and tell him he's talking to you now. Stop buying new phones every every year. You have to change your phone. Every it's a poverty mentality. Every year you have to change your, your TV. LCD, then you change it. LED, it changes to Kev, uh, new Kev. It is slim. It is this. It is that. It is that. Stop wasting your money. A TV does one thing. You look. So long as you can see, it is good enough. If you I don't know whether you want me to preach. You don't like my message. I can change. Or I should give you scriptures to back what I'm saying before you believe it. 
Hallelujah. It's not about the TV. You have TV in your bathroom, TV in your living room, TV in your toilet, TV everywhere you pass, TV, 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 TV. What is wrong with you? How many eyes have you got? You are sitting on the toilet, you can see TV. You are, in a, you are lying on your bed, you can see TV. You are in the kitchen, you can see TV. You are in the living room, you can see TV. You are in the dining room, you can see TV. Why? <laughs> Meanwhile, you don't have a house. <laughs> the house you, you are living in don't belong to you. Meanwhile, you have seven TVs. It's a mistake. It's a total mistake. You see, what I'm saying applies everywhere. There are churches. They have 10 vans. They don't have a church building. It's a mistake. Have the latest, uh, what do you call it, keyboards, latest. uh, Every keyboard is about 4,000, 5,000. You have speakers, 7,000, 20,000. Meanwhile, they don't have a church building that is theirs. It's a total mistake. Waste of resources. You see, all these things that we have here, these things that we have. Do you know how we get them? I'll show you. I'll, and that is my mindset. So I'll show you. This keyboard, when we bought it, was worth 200 pounds. It's about 15 years old. Now it's become antique. So the value has gone up. Now it's worth about 500 pounds. But we bought it for 15 We bought it how how many years ago? About five years ago. Five years ago, we bought it for 200 pounds. This keyboard, the one at the bottom, the one we play at the bottom, it is, we bought it around 450 pounds. I remember that day I fought with Pastor Gloria. Because she said, we don't have money, we don't have money. You like expensive things. We bought this keyboard, uh, 470 pounds. Do you know how much it's worth now? This keyboard, that SY90, when you go, you can Google it. The least you can get is 1,200 pounds. So instead of depreciating, it's appreciating. And the same for that one. That, um, what do you call it? The one on top. Yeah. I got some, a deal for. They, they were selling, what do you call it? An auction, they were selling uh, you know those um, Thai clip microphones? They sell about five for, I think five for about 200 pounds or something. And I bought all five in the auction for 200 pounds. I didn't need, we only needed one. I bought five. And I sold four. The four that I sold, I used the money to buy this. And we added, we added 150 pounds on top and we bought the one on top. That keyboard is worth about 1,000 pounds. If I didn't tell the history behind it, you, you wouldn't know. It plays, when somebody comes and says, your music is very, very nice. Your inks, equipment are very, very nice. Until recently that we bought this drum set, the drum kit that we, in the prayer room, we bought it for 180 pounds. And we played it for seven years. Powerful. 
We want a new keyboard, 5,000, then you go and buy it. We want a new keyboard, 7,000. No, they only play one, one voice, one, one note. One, 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 four, 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 five, five. The person who is playing is just learning how to play. Then you go and spend 5,000. The, the uh, what do you call it? The community churches. I, I want to buy piano for them. I said to myself, if I don't get a piano for sixty pounds, I won't buy. I bought one sixty pounds. I went to pick it up from some place. Sixty pounds, <laughs> and it works. And it's, when you play it, you won't know that it's 60 pounds. This, this, you know I was late today. I went to uh, Sheffield to go and get a keyboard for 20 pounds. It's in the boot right now as we speak. I'm, I'm, you see, I'm showing you something. I'm showing you wisdom. You see, wisdom is not, it's not just shalababa, shalababa. No. He has already given it to you. It's how you use it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why go and buy something for 5,000 when you can buy it for 500? Why? And the same thing. I'm not, I don't say go and buy cheap things. Because my mother taught me something. That I'm too poor to buy cheap things. I never understood it till I grew. Because if you are poor, you buy cheap things. I say no, she's too poor to buy cheap things. Because cheap things you have to replace all the time. You buy expensive or you buy something that's quality and lasts you for a long time. That's why I will not buy a Sanyo laptop or H, HP laptop, or uh, what do you call it? What do you call those type of laptop? The one that, after one year, you have to change. Acer, Acer, Toshiba, HP. I bought, I bought uh, what do you call it? A, a MacBook Pro. Seven years ago, I'm still using it. And it's, it's new. But if you bought HP five years, you have to by now you have to change about three times. One day it switches off. One day, I put on my laptop. He said, mm, "Not today." <laughs> Hallelujah! What's the next one? Responsibility. Be a responsible person. Never ever have. A life without responsibility. Take responsibility. I don't have a child, but be responsible for a child. Let somebody depend on you. That's what makes you relevant in life. See, a lot of people have been programmed to run away from responsibility. But I'm trying to show you that to be a, to have a mind of a wealthy person is a mind of a responsible person. How many have seen the advert on TV? Uh, this is Aisha. She hasn't eaten for five days. <laughs> then you see, uh, what do you call it? House fly all over there. Have you seen that advert? Do you know that you don't see those adverts in Africa? But you see them here. Because it's a culture of, 
of becoming responsible for somebody. Because to be rich means to have more to give. You are never rich until you can give. Are, are you with me? That's what makes you relevant. Take somebody, take somebody, let a person depend on you. Adopt a child. Adopt. Be responsible for somebody. Be responsible for something. Hallelujah. That is what makes you relevant in life. Am I talking to somebody? If you die, nobody will miss you. Because your river doesn't stop anywhere. It doesn't flow anywhere. Your river is a dam. It only flows within your four walls. Have you not realized that those type of dams, they stink? It's a pond. It becomes a stale water. Stagnant. Then it starts to breed algae and all those type of things. Then it begins to smell and all. Yeah, that, some of us, that's how our lives are. It, your river doesn't flow to anybody. It is all about you. It's a very selfish life. Hello. Who is guilty if you are guilty? Say, mm. Say, mm, if it's you are guilty. Listen. Do you know something? Let me teach you something. Let me teach you something. I, I'm sorry I'm not using Bible script. I have a, I have millions of scriptures. But I think the message, the someone has taken a certain ten. Let me tell you something. When you learn to take responsibility and money is going away from you all the time, do you know what it does? It helps you to budget. Because then the person becomes dependent on you and you cannot let them down. So it means that you cannot live anyhow. You have to bring your life in check so that you can keep giving. That is why you see uh, the first world, they always have a certain amount of money. They give donation. They give to African countries. They have a budget set that every year we give uh, three million pounds to world projects, African developing projects, and it, they are bound by it. And because of that, it's they streamline their life so they can have to give. It is not just countries. You to get, get that is a wisdom. The liberal soul shall be made fat. Have somebody. That you are always given to. As I stand here, I have about four or five people that every month I have to. I'm responsible. Nobody gave me that responsibility. I took it on myself. Because it is a law. Hallelujah. If you look after the orphans, you look after the widows, you look after the fatherless, you learn to God. And God has to ensure that you always have to give. Am I talking to somebody? If you make your hand short. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, today I want us, we have Five more minutes. Five minutes is okay. Today I want us to do spiritual. How to set your, your spiritual 
priorities right. Spiritual priorities. We've talked about physical, financial, isn't it? But now I want us to look at prioritizing your spiritual life. 2 Peter 3.18. 2 Peter 3.18. Your spiritual life has to be prioritized. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. But the word I want you to look at is the first four, five words. But grow in grace. Amen. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Grow in the grace. What does grow mean? The word grow there is a verb, isn't it? Isn't it? It says that grow. Which means for you to say, for me to say grow, it means you have the potential to grow. Otherwise, I cannot say to this heater grow. Are, are you with me? If I'm saying grow, it means you can do it. If I say stand, what would you do? You stand because you have the capability to stand. So he's saying that grow in the grace of God, which means that you can refuse to grow. And for most of us, we refuse to grow. We like to grow academically. We like to grow financially. We like to grow even physically. To have a nice big stomach. (laughs) We like to grow physically and financially. We like to grow in terms of beauty. You, You go and buy some hair. You go and buy some nails because you want to grow. You buy all things. Some people go and buy breasts and all those type of things. But they forget to grow in the grace and knowledge of God. Do you know something? Because your total prosperity is hidden inside the grace and knowledge of God. That is why he's saying grow in the grace of God. Tell John who says that, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper even and be in good health even as your soul prospers, which means that your being prosperous and being in good health is linked to your spiritual growth. Hallelujah. Never ever be there. That's for me. I like to be at the back. You know, I don't want to be in the, in the front of the church. I want to be, you know, in the, in the popular stand. How many know popular stand? We are observing. We just come to church. The day I'm not in church, nobody bothers because I don't affect anything. I mean, what I'm talking about. You are the background. Where you come to church, fine. If you don't come to church, no, I'll miss you. No, it's a mistake. I say it's a mistake. It's a mistake mistake to refuse to grow. For when for the time that you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you the same principle. Basic principle. Second Peter. Is it Second Peter 3? The one that I'm talking about. Second Peter 3. I think the last three verses. Second Peter 3. Look at it. But when for the time you ought to be teachers, which means that there is a time that you've got to teach others. How can you teach if you don't know? And how can you know 
when you haven't learned. Somebody look for the scripture for me. Have you seen it? I thought I had pastors in the church. It's from there you go to Hebrews 1, isn't it? Hebrews 5, 5, 4, 12. Yeah. For the time that you ought to be teachers, you have need that someone teach you again the first principle of the oracles and you have come to need milk and not solid food. How many know that when you are seven years old and you are still drinking breast milk, there's something wrong with you? Eh? You, are, you, are, you are a teenager and you are still sucking your mother's breast. There is something wrong with you. How many know what I'm talking about? No, it is not a good sign at all. It's not because you like your mother. It's not because your mother likes you. You know, it was necessary at a certain level. But at, a set, at some point, you ought to grow out of it. Hallelujah. It is necessary at the point you have, somebody called me. Pastor, I had a dream. I had a dream and I saw three tubers of plantain. One was long, the other one was short, and the other one was in between. Pastor, what does it mean? Explain. I, and I said to him, you eat too much before you go to bed. That was my interpretation. You think I'm joking? After church, I'll show it to you. Come, I'll show it to you. I had a dream. Three plantain. One was small, one was big. After, after church, remind me, I'll show it to you. Bula, remind me, I'll show it to you. Hey, you eat too much. Stop depending on the pastor to interpret your dream. Develop yourself. Read the Bible. Pray. Develop. Become somebody who also you dream can interpret it. Hallelujah. It's not every time you run and go and ask somebody, I have dreamt what does it mean? Hallelujah. At a point, you have to be a spiritual father. Every time I speak, I always remain a child. There's something wrong with you. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Grow. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Grow. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Hallelujah. How come you can study physics? You can study chemistry. You can study titration, differentiation. You can study uh, uh, 
politics. You can study history, but you can't study the word of God. Wow. Are you dyslexic? Are you, what do you call those uh, people who have Down syndrome? Some of us spiritually, that's how we are. We don't want to grow. We want people to do everything for us all the time. No, you know this church is not like that. We will teach you to grow so that you grow. Hallelujah. Listen, let it be your priority this year to grow. You've never ever prayed one hour on your own before. By the end of this quarter, you should be able to sit at home and pray one hour yourself. You've never ever been able to fast for 24 hours before. By the time Easter comes, you should have fasted one, uh, one day, Amen. morning and night. Before the Easter fast comes. Hallelujah. You've never done 48 hour fast before. By the time Easter comes, you should be able to have done 48 hour fasting. You have never prayed 12 hours nonstop before. By the time Easter is over, you should have stayed in your room and prayed 12 hours. You've never done 72 hour prayer before. You have to do it. It's a discipline. One day I took some pastors to go and pray. I was teaching them how to pray, like I was taught how to pray. They said, we are doing 72-hour prayer. So we started to pray, we started to pray, we started to pray, we prayed, we prayed. Three days, non-stop. Pray, pray, pray. No sleep. We prayed. My brother was standing there. Lebra Katoria Malabasa. I, I kid you not, he was fast asleep. He was standing, he was asleep. He was standing. Ah, well, we're praying. I don't know what we could hear somebody was snoring. We were all standing. <laughs> he was standing, he was, he was fast asleep. We tire, we tire, we tire from money. We pray, sir. We tire, we tire. Lord, if you ask, answer and let us go. <laughs> uh, we used to have a guy. Niadu. Niadu will come. He used to turn his, his, his um, watch this way. There he comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? <laughs> Heavens open. Then it's gone. Heavens open. Let the heavens open. Three hours. Heavens open. Then you come. After three hours, we are about to finish. Shall we pray? Rain. Four. He's gone. Another four hours. You pray rain for for four hours. And he's gone. See, he's gone to hide somewhere in the garden. He's praying. We are all praying. He's gone. He's left us. We are praying. We are praying. We are praying. There you come. Let the plants grow. And he's gone. 
You know, this, 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 the prayer topic is longer than the amount of time we pray. We have to preach as we are praying. We preach about 10 minutes, then we pray 5 minutes. Pray, preach about 20, uh, pray, pray, come on, come on, hey, pray, pray. Look at babies, we are babysitting you. We have to do exposition and pray about 15 minutes and let you pray 5 minutes. No. Rain. Four. Three hours. Four hours. It's gone. If you like, don't pray. See, that is what has sustained some of us up to now. That's what. Listen, I was even 11 years by that time, 11, 12. When this thing was about 11, 12. Those guys who were praying, I can name all of them. I'm sure for most of you who come from Ghana, when I call their names, you will know them. When you enter the garden, you know where everybody is by their prayer. Kaya, you know this guy is here. I'm 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 you know that guy is there. When I mention their name, they are the pastors who have the big churches in Ghana now, as we speak. And they, that was nurtured in the backside of the garden. These days, we don't do that anymore. That's why we have a lot of babies in the church. We are not growing. We are not growing. You see, being in church doesn't mean you are growing. I've been in church for 10 years. It doesn't mean anything. Have you grown 10 years spiritually? You have been in church for 10 years. You can't pray for 10 hours. There's something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Philippians 3, 12. (laughs) Okay, my time is up. (laughs) Philippians 12. Listen to what Paul said. Not that I have already attained. Not that I am already perfect. But this, I, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ also laid hold of me. He says that I am pressing. I am pressing. Each day I'm trying to understand why he called me. Each day I want to be like him. I'm pushing to be like him. Number 13. Next verse. I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are be behind and reaching forth for the things which are ahead. 14. I press towards the goal of the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let as many as are mature, let them have this mind. The mind of pressing on. The mind of pressing forward. Listen, you are not pressing because you want to be a pastor. You are pressing because that is what you have to do because you are a child of God. You have to press to become. Because we come into the, into the spirituality as babies. But we have to grow. Because one day we have to look after others. You can't look after others when you yourself are a baby. That is what has brought about all these type of overnight prophets. There are babies who have given birth to babies. Try to do hard. There's no discipline. 
Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Your priority this year is that let me grow. Some of us, we've never ever been able to tell anybody about Christ. Listen, never ever tell me you are spiritually mature if you cannot spend a conversation with anybody. And by the time you finish, the person is ready to give their life to Christ. With scriptures, then there's something wrong. You are not matured at all. Maturity is not how long you've been in church. If you don't know how to do that, it is not bad. It's not a sin, but grow. It's amazing. People are calling themselves pastors, prophets. They don't know anything in the Bible. They don't have anything. What are you going to teach? What are you going to preach? As many as be matured, let them have this mind. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep Listen, be able to navigate your way through the scriptures. Be able to navigate your way in prayers. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? I have a lot of things to say. Joshua 1 8, this book of the law. Let not depart from you, but meditate in it night and day. Psalm 119, verse 105. Let the word of God be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Amen. See, a lot of people like to listen to tapes because it's easier to listen to preaching tapes than to read and research yourself. Preaching tape is good. I, I believe in it. I listen to tapes every day. But I, I never replace you reading your Bible yourself or you researching yourself. can never replace it. Hallelujah. Have your own not, notes you have made. Your own revelation on the scripture. Amen. Because your revelation nobody can take from you. When demons come and attack you in the middle of the night, say, I, I, I bind you in the name of Jesus that pastor preaches. <laughs> You'll be sorry. <laughs> you see, it, 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 ask yourself, is it the name Jesus that does anything? Or is it the knowledge that you have in the name that makes you powerful? Which is it? Because you, so people call Jesus as they are running because they are being beaten. <laughs> have you seen that before? Jesus, 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 they are running away. But there are some people who stand Jesus and then the thing will fall down. It is not just the Jesus. It is your your revelation of Jesus, that makes you powerful. Hallelujah. Somebody called me from Africa somewhere. Said, there are demons in my house, pastor. There are demons in your house. Uh, everywhere. He said that everywhere I pass. Cobwebs. He said everywhere he passes in his house. Nobody feels the cobwebs, only him. 
I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you it's a real thing that happened. Nobody sees a cobweb, only him. He doesn't know what to do. I said, let's pray. I was here in my bedroom. I said, let's pray. We prayed. Then he called me. Ah, the cobwebs are gone. The cobwebs are gone. The cobwebs are gone. Then he went outside. As soon as he walked outside, the cobwebs came. Then he said, ah, I was very angry with the demons. If you are a man, why don't you come home? Why are you attacking me outside? He was telling the cobwebs why. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is your knowledge and your relationship that gives you spiritual authority. Are you with me? Authority is derived by relationship. The authority a policeman has is because of their relationship to the law. If you like, go and stand on the M1 and say, stop, and see whether a car will stop and not kill you. <laughs> Let the policeman go and stand on the M1 and say, stop. You see how many cars, all the cars will stop. It will be like a mile long, and it's just one tiny police person standing there say, stop. Everybody will stop. They don't even have to have any reason because of their authority they have. Spiritually, is the same. If you are a man of authority, you can say stop. All the demons will pack in a queue waiting. If you are uh, somebody who doesn't have any authority, you go and stand there, pack, you see they'll fly kick you. Stand to your feet.